0: Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips.
1: And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about
0: gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. Boots. Tomato growing time is here and my co-host is very excited. He is crazy about his tomatoes, right from the tiny seed to the seedling to the fruit, and last and best of all, cooking with and eating the delicious red, yellow, orange, pink, or purple specimens. (laughs) Keith, what is it about the tomato that you love so much over so many other vegetables?
1: I think it is probably the most used Vegetable that we have, and it's not really a vegetable. It's actually it's a fruit because oh, it has the seeds on the inside. We
0: knew that. Yeah, we
1: all knew that, but I just sort of throw it out. <laughs> so, so I'm uh, uh, look. I was lucky enough to do lots and lots of talks on um in various states of Australia on on tomatoes. So it became a real passion because there's it's got such a wonderful story to it.
0: Oh, tell us. Well,
1: the origin of tomato. Is just incredible. It, tomatoes. It, it's Lycopersicon uh? is the name. Wow. Which is the is the Latin, and it comes from two Latin words, Lycos meaning wolf, 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 yeah, and Persicon meaning peach. So it was known as the wolf peach. Wow. And it's part of the Solanacea family. All right, which yes. is a big family and includes the poisonous mandrakes and the deadly nightshade family and it also includes the potatoes, the eggplant, the peppers, tamarillos, pepinos and where it actually originated from it was never actually ever used Oh, wow. Yeah. So the tomatoes originated in the hotter climes and, and uh, uh, as its heat allows the fruit to ripen with sweet sugars uh. and, this, and there, therefore it requires four to five months for around 20 degrees Celsius. Right. And it originated somewhere between Ecuador and Peru and the original tomato was actually a golden colour and was largely ignored by the Peruvians. Wonder why. Not gaining much interest until it reached Mexico then after the Spanish conquest in the 16th century, the tomato then started its most amazing journey, journey. to Naples. Uh-huh. And that is where it really grew because the Italians have a love affair <laughs> with tomatoes. <laughs> of course
0: they do because it's good on pasta.
1: So the first recorded cultivar or the first recorded Italian cultivar was one called... Costoluto Genovese, uh-huh. and this was a large, rib red-skinned, and it's now known as Pomodoro Rosso Grosso. Oh, what how a name! That? I love that.
0: Very like that. Very really neat. We All said right. It so, well.
1: so from from just seventeen species, there have been recorded seventy five thousand cultivars.
0: I was going to ask you how many varieties there are. Say that again. How Seven, many?
1: Seventy five thousand. Cultivars that have been selected. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot to choose from. Absolutely. All right. So it was originally regarded as peasant food. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because the rich, when they consumed them, often became very
0: sick. Oh, and okay. And all right. And so and it's just the rich. Isn't I know. Yeah. Hey, hey, why, why? But this food
1: is just for the poor.
0: <laughs> isn't that amazing? Yes, that's a good thing.
1: And the reason for that was that the poor people only had plates made from wood. Oh. Okay. Um, whereas the richer people ate from the latest materials, which around that time was a substance, plates made from substance called pewter. Yes. And pewter, the part of the main component in pewter, is lead oh. all right? So what happened was when people, rich people, were, were cutting up cutting a tomato away, yeah. on a, on a plate, yeah. it released acids that etched itself into the into the, the pewter, with the then released lead, and of course the results were so rather sickening,
0: dreadful, dreadful, dreadful.
1: We've gone from there to roughly where we are today, and uh, the old super mar- su- supermarket supermarket uh, tomato mm. has the highest rating of dissatisfaction oh. of any. <laughs> <laughs> vegetable, oh no! And that's why today it is the most grown vegetable. I so see. everyone grows them
0: because everyone's trying to get a bit of flavour in want their to tomato. Their, yeah, because every every time they go to the
1: supermarket and they pick up that hideous thing and mm. bring it home, mm. they think, "Gee, oh, was, we
0: used like to grow stuff."
1: Last year we grew some tomato, and the flavour was sensational. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay, I get it now. I get it. I, I can see why you're so crazy for these things.
1: It's actually what's called umami. It's a umami flavour. So have okay. you heard of umami? I
0: have heard of yeah. umami.
1: Umami Something. is a, is a, is a, it's a Japanese yes, word. Yes, I was about
0: to say it's Japanese, yeah. But
1: it, it refers to a certain flavour that, okay. that, that is, is on your taste buds. Okay, I understand. All right? All right.
0: Um,
1: so tomatoes yes. produce glutamates. Yes. Okay? And when you take a slice of tomato, put it on a piece of bread, and you add a bit of salt, you have created mono. Sodium glutamate.
0: Aha, uh-huh, really? So how about that? Yeah. The so MSG. That we. MSG. Th- 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 that it's but in that's that's China natural. Chinese food very that's much. That's
1: natural. Is that is just natural. There's there's yes. MSGs in in all yes, sorts of things yes, naturally.
0: Yes. Okay. All right. Are we going to go to the growing process? Or are we still going on the history no, here? No. no.
1: We're <laughs> going to talk about the modern tomato. Oh, Jane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've got. Okay. Go. All Quick. Right. <laughs> all
1: right. So the, the modern modern tomato is created in a laboratory. All right? Yep. So when you go to the supermarket and you, you, you pick one of those big red things, yes. that's been created in a laboratory, mm, not by sound, another doesn't nature. doesn't
0: sound healthy, yep.
1: All right? And what they do is they take genes from two or three different types of tomatoes. They might pick out one that, that, that is a vigorous root, you know, growing variety. Yeah. They might take the gene from a big red one yeah. and a, a gene from somewhere else and they mix them all together. And and why they, are they doing that? Because there's one real big reason for that is because those seeds are then classified as hybrids or F1, meaning filial 1, meaning that was the year that they were created. If you were to take this, the, the seeds from what you've grown that year because you thought for some reason it was good, mm-hmm. you, they would never grow true to type yep. the following year. Yep. So that effectively means that the tomato seeds – are owned by the seed company, mm-hmm. and therefore they own the food that you mm-hmm. eat.
0: Mm-hmm. Can't be right. That can't be right. And, you
1: know, and it's it's terrible. You know, it's yeah. just a shocking way. And the, another thing that they, they put into the tomato is they insert a gene that make it so that it does not ripen.
0: Oh, okay, so right? tr- until
1: no, no, ever? not until. It, it, well, they'll rot, but rotting's oh. not ripening. But they were rot, and the reason they do that is because they want that tomato to be two things, not just one. They want it to be both produce and box because they've got a skin so thick that they can travel three yes, thousand kilometres to be, you know, uh, in in a supermarket. Yes,
0: yes. and it, and what about the colour? Isn't it, are they trying to produce something that gives it, you know, makes it look red? Yeah, so uh, it's appealing yeah, because, to the customer when they're yeah,
1: because at it? that's what our mind now thinks mm, of. It, mm. it thinks of that the, the tomato has to be a beautiful red colour when it was never ever original. Red,
0: little, yeah,
1: exactly. And I mean, I, I, I saw a taste test where uh, with, there was all these different varieties, forty different different varieties of tomatoes of every every single color you can imagine, and all sliced up to you know be t- tested by the public. And this is in the in the Botanic Gardens up in Sydney. And the father had a, had a little daughter sitting on his lap, and he picked up a, a yellow tomato and he, and he put it up to her mouth, and she just turned her head away, mm, mm-hmm. and he he ate it. Mm. And he picked up a red one. And she ate it straight away. Yes. yes. So it's, it's a mind thing. And I'm sure just the yellow think,
0: one probably tasted better than the, the red one. The yellow
1: thing absolutely did.
0: Yes, exactly. All right.
1: Now, come on, you ask me some questions.
0: Well, I'd like to get to the growing process. Now we're right, starting right from the beginning. You know, with the seeds. How. How do you decide, firstly, which ones to grow over you? Do you just change it around?
1: Look, I do. You're
0: not looking for a specifically sweet one or, or is it about? For
1: me, personally, yes. it's about it's about trialling new, new varieties that, that I've never had before. Okay. So last year we grew probably 12 different varieties of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. This year we're, we're growing uh, about 16, 17 different varieties of tomatoes. Some of them are the same because we knew how good they were, and you like
0: them, and you enjoyed them, them so much, absolutely loved them. Because you are doing this for all of us, you are doing you are doing the trialing for all of us. Because then you can tell us which ones are the best, and we can grow. I would love to know which of the sweetest are.
1: Well, th- that's very very <laughs> I'm difficult. jumping straight to the you know the <laughs> Okay, top. well, the, one that has constantly won taste test is one that's actually it's a it's a it's a greeny color. It's called green grape. Yeah, okay, and it's only a small one.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and it, it, it's one. Quite a lot of taste tests, so it's come out there.
0: I would love one, a small one that I could just pop into my mouth. Yum! Yeah, the sweet.
1: And then there's Wild Sweetie, which is which that is also another sweet. small one that's on a truss, okay. And that's also very sweet. Okay. Um, there's, there's lots a lot of, of different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it just so, depends yeah. what it is you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. We've got for you this year a variety called Hillbilly, oh, um, and yes. another another variety called um, Rouge Dame.
0: Maman. Rouge, Mamon, Rouge de Maman. Rouge de Maman. Rouge de Maman. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect.
1: I think that's right.
0: Perfecto. That's um, Italian and French. But,
1: but my favourite of all is one called Wapsapinacon Peach.
0: Who comes up with these names?
1: Well, <laughs> Wapsapinacon, <laughs> Wapsapinacon. Wapsapinacon Peach was a, was one that was created in the 1890s. Wow. And it was originally called White Peach, but it was grown near the Wapsapinacon River. Ah. So it reverted back to that particular name. In? Day.
0: In America. in America. In yeah. America. Okay, it sounds, it sounds in, American, yeah. Whoops the Pinnacle. Whoops Pinnacle. Yeah, it does, it does. All right, so I did, sorry, I did divert slightly. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the process. Seed. You get the seed. Yes. What do you do?
1: Right. We start growing our seeds at the end of July, August, something yes. in, into, into the beginning of August. Yes. And we're lucky enough to have a, 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 a hothouse. Yes. We're lucky enough to have a hotbed yes. that we can dial up the temperature and keep it warm because tomato mm-hmm. seeds need bottom heat. Yes. So they need heat that is constant in the soil. Yep. We take the seeds. Um, they go into a seed raising mix yes. to start with, yep. which is totally different to potting mix.
0: Yes, it's more yep. open. Yep. There's
1: no goodness in it, but it's it allows the roots to get straight in and, and growing and yep. moving. Yep. Well, of course, the big thing we do is we plant all ours according to the moon calendar. So we can we can stick a tomato seed in at the start of the high growth period, and it'll be up and germinated in two to three days. wow! Okay, you know, yeah, it's proven. Moon planting
0: works absolutely. Um, so you start in July. The seeds go into the hot house, into the planting onto the onto the hot Hot bed. bed. In July, they stay there for
1: probably until they've produced. Um, about six true leaves so what the, what happens is that the, the seed germinates because mm. it 's got contact with soil mm. it 's got moisture and it 's got a- access to sunlight so it produces uh, first of all it produces when, during germination a root that goes down and it starts to pick up the nutrients that are in the soil and then up through the, the top of the, the, the mix will come the embryonic leaves mm-hmm. and they'll open up and they those leaves are just solar panels to the sun. They're yeah. trying to start up the photosynthesis process of, yes. of creating the two sugars, fructose and
0: sucrose. sucrose. Yeah, you
1: know them. <laughs> I know, yes. <laughs> and then... They've got to have access to as much sunlight as possible. If they don't, they'll just go on long and leggy and then just fall over and die. Yes. So if they've got access to lots of, of, of sunlight and they've got a nice warm bed. So bottom then, heat and yep, top heat. Yep. Yes. Then they will put on their true leaves. Yes. So once they've produced about four to six leaves, they come out of the little cells that they're growing in and they go into into a maybe a 10 centimetre pot of good quality potting mix right, yeah. and preferably one that is for tomato seedlings.
0: Okay, right. a specific one. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: So they go into that.
0: And they stay in that for? They, they
1: will stay in that until they get to maybe a foot high and then we stake them, we clip them so that they're, they're nice and upright and then after
0: they're still in the hot house this, at this, this stage they're
1: still in the hot house yes. and this is this is all the way through aug- august all the way through september, september until yeah. about maybe the first week of october okay they come out of the hot house and they go and sit on the ground and they harden up.
0: Okay, so they come out into the open, yep. basically. they Stand get used pots to that out out that outsource yeah. environment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And
1: then what what happens then is is that they will go off to a family and friends and, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll be getting your little lot for, for growing up here as well.
0: Thanks, Keith. That's so mm-hmm. nice. Lovely.
1: And then what I'm looking for is in all my raised beds, every one, every one of my raised beds has now got a thermometer in it. Oh,
0: and yes. And that thermometer
1: yes. is... Telling me what that Checking soil temperature. temperature is, where the roots would be.
0: Where the roots would be. Oh, where the roots will be. So when you're be. getting to a certain temperature before you get them in?
1: Absolutely.
0: And what are you waiting on?
1: I'm waiting on a temperature of 18 degrees Celsius. Okay. So at the moment, it's sitting, it's sitting around about 16 to 17 Ooh, degrees. So there. in another week, they'll, they'll be, be going planted. In.
0: Ah, fantastic. That is a. car. Uh, it really is a process. It is it quite is. a long a process, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, and it's di- different to um, obviously so many other vegetables. I mean, it's, it's really, they have to be babied along pretty they much, do. don't they? They do. Yeah, they and of s-
1: course, they're incredibly heavy feeders.
0: Oh, yes. Tell me about the feed. All right. Food, so, food, food.
1: so the, the beds that, that they're going into were formerly growing broccoli in. Right. So broccoli are also heavy feeders. Okay. So they've now they've come out and those beds have been. Totally rejuvenated with lots and lots of organic compost Uh from our friend at Clive.
0: Yes. Clyde, yes, Clyde. yes, <laughs> Vince, Vince, from Clyde. Vince
1: from Clyde's compost. Yep. Okay,
0: so you've pretty much you've you've left the beds, but you've left the I mean the soil in there. You don't take the soil out. You've just no. mixed a whole lot of compost and a whole lot of other ingredients. Sea
1: Seamongers goes back into those beds. Gigantic goes into those beds. More biochar, biochar. more zeolite,
0: rock a, dust. Rock
1: dust goes into those. Oh, the wow. Monash rock dust goes into those.
0: Those beds will be jumping. And
1: they, they sit. They, they sit there for probably four to six weeks before. The, the tomatoes who go in. Yeah. That, that will be colonised by billions of microbes feeding yes. off all that compost and yeah. they'll convert that into a, a cellulose, which will attract billions of compost worms, yeah, which lovely. will then convert that into an enzyme and then the, those tomatoes will be planted into that and staked and away they go.
0: And how long?
1: Before they're ready before to before eat. Before you
0: start to see some fruit.
1: Oh, the fr- well, the fruit will come roughly – They'll start to develop in probably December, but okay. you won't. So we won't be picking. Months, we won't nearly. be picking any fruit mm. for four to four to five months at least.
0: Four to five months. Months,
1: yeah. So four we look. We, look, we we'll, we'll be harvesting in about March.
0: Oh wow! Really? Yes. Yeah. I didn't because, yeah. That?
1: Well, they're four to five months from plant, planting in the ground to growing producing. Gosh, it's
0: nearly. A, it's almost a twelve-month process. Not quite. Not quite. No, Not quite. It's 12 miles, nine, minus 9. 3. 9. No, no, nine. Yeah, because you're going from C, July, from C, July C, yep. through to March. Yep.
1: Before we're harvesting, Yeah. Minus four months, absolutely, yeah, eight
0: months. Okay, all right. Now, what are we feeding these plants as, well, as, as through that December to March period?
1: We're giving it lots and lots of liquid fertilizer. Yep, uh, but In the, the soil of? the soil that we, that these plants have been put into, and this is one thing that's most important, mm. is that you must know what your soil pH is. It has to be checked regularly and and made sure that it is absolutely sitting perfect at. S- Seven. Seven. Well done. <laughs> Phew, I thought I was going to get it wrong. No, seven, At seven. Absolutely.
0: Okay, and if it's not, then that's when we start to add. Then we
1: we we've got to adjust that, yeah, you know, yeah. to get it either up or down okay. to that. And then regular feeding of liquid foods: yeah. Charlie Carp, Power Feed, Thrive, yeah.
0: uh, um, a Sea soul a Tonic. Sea, if you Sea if it's soul a Tonic, if it's looking a bit, if they're looking a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, but they shouldn't be because they so they've got so much wonderful mm. uh, stuff in their in their soil. Okay, pests.
1: Pests, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Netting. Do we net? Yeah, I, you, you can net. And, and, look, you can net once you put them in, and, and I'm using big frames, big frame, yeah. climbing frames for yeah. the, the tomatoes, so yeah. I'm talking big, you know, 1.8 metres high because they'll grow well over the top of that. They're, they're indeterminate mm. growers, so they'll grow quite tall. As soon as the plant is in the ground, you can actually put a net all the way around it. You can just totally cover, cover it up. Because you won't be going in there. Everything, anything at all going in. And I, I use now, and, and it's now law that you must use um, yes. a, a, a 2 mil or a four-mill um, netting, mm. and I use a 2 mil netting, which mm. won't allow fruit fly, won't allow any bugs at all to get into it.
0: Fantastic.
1: And, of course, tomatoes don't require bees to pollinate.
0: Yeah. All right, they're self-fertile. So fertile, the bees don't need to get in.
1: So you don't need to let the, let the bees to good. get in to, to pollinate good. your fruit. Okay. So you can cover them up straight away.
0: Okay, fantastic. I think you've told me when we harvest and that's around the March mm-hmm. time. So once we've harvested, what do we do with them then? Do we eat them?
1: Well, you you (laughs) certainly can, and 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 that's and that's the beauty about growing so many different varieties and so many different colors and all the rest, because you know we we just want to taste and just see what you know what the best flavor is.
0: What do you do with them? What do you do with them? What do you and Leslie do with your tomatoes? Because I know you don't just eat them fresh.
1: No, no, no. We tend to grow a lot of um, Roma tomatoes, yeah, which we use just for creating sauces. Mm -hmm. So we'll collect the tomatoes, we'll clean the tomatoes, cut the tomatoes up. You can either put them through a machine that, that separates the pips and the skin. Mm-hmm. So you just got the, the pith. Yes. And the and the fruit and yep. the you know the, the guts of the the actual tomato. Yep. You should boil them first. That's what the key okay. thing. Boil them boil them first. So okay. you're you, you slightly cooking because that separates the sugars. Because if you don't do that, yeah, and you just grind them up and then put them into a bottle. They will separate. You'll get water going to the top and all the the flesh will be at the bottom. And that looks hideous and useless. So we you've got to be you've got to boil them up first Mm -hmm. and then put them through the machine and then sterilize them. Okay. And that is putting them into sterilized jars and then, you know, boiling those for a while. And then
0: you make sauces sauces. Make sauces you make relishes. Concentrates. Concentrates. Yeah,
1: so we will cook and cook and cook the tomatoes until they reduce right down to a real thick, almost like a tomato paste.
0: Wow, fantastic.
1: And then, of course, the other varieties that, that we pick which have got fabulous flavour and there's to, too many of them,
0: Yes.
1: we will dry.
0: Yes. So we
1: will slice it. So you, you need, you need a variety that you can slice in half yes. and open out. Yes. You don't want a great big tomato because it's going to take forever to dry. Yeah, yeah. So you need a smaller type tomato, something about the size of aroma yep, yep. or the one that does dry beautifully is, is the wapsipinacon peach oh, yes. or the jean flammé, yes. yellow flame. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we put a little bit, of, little bit of salt on those and then we put in pepper, cayenne pepper. Um, beautiful mountain oregano, yeah. Greek mountain <laughs> oregano, and then we dry those down until they're they're semi dried. Yep. And the way you tell that, and that these are done in dehydrators. Yes, and the way you tell that they're they're about ready is you go and stick your finger on them, and if they doesn't come away just wet. Comes away almost like a like a, a syrupy, sticky substance. Yeah, yeah. They're ready to go into oil. Oh,
0: fantastic! Mm-hmm.
1: You put a bit of oil in the bottom of a jar, mm-hmm. and then you pack them in on top and push them down hard, getting rid of all the air up to the top. Push them down, and then you cover them with oil, and then that goes into a, into a cupboard for whole year. Muts.
0: okay. Did I tell you, listeners, that Keith is crazy about his tomatoes? <laughs> I think I did, and you can tell now that he is. So, in I should say, though, in all fairness, I think I now have a greater appreciation of the humble tomato, as I'm sure do many of our listeners. Is there anything else we've missed, Keith? Surely not. You're going to oh. tell me there is.
1: Well, there is. There's lots of things oh, you can no. talk about. <laughs> we're, we're
0: probably going to run <laughs> what out about,
1: of time. What about, what about a couple of b- – about some of the best varieties?
0: Recipes? Okay, varieties. Okay, go. All
1: right, so there's one called Mor- Mortgage Lifter. Oh, God. And this was created by Radiator Charlie, who had a garage at the base of a mountain in Wisconsin in America.
0: He's crazy too.
1: And he had he had no horticultural skills whatsoever but he managed to naturally cross three beefsteak varieties and came up with one wee, big whopper called Mortgage Lifter. Tried it? I have. Yeah. It's beautiful. Is it? Yeah. But what he did was was he grew the seedlings of those and he used to sell them outside the garage mm-hmm. and he sold the seedlings for a dollar each mm-hmm. and he paid off his mortgage in five years.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: So, yeah, incredible. And then there's uh, just two others I want, I want to touch on. Okay. One's called tigerella, Mm -hmm. which is uh, an orange with a green slight slight stripe Stripe through through it. Stripe through it. Oh, beautiful. And that was developed in the 1930s in a glass house in England. And this is the heaviest cropping tomato of all. So if you've only got space for one tomato, see if you can get tigerella because it will produce 20 kilos of fruit off the one plant. Okay, fantastic. Absolutely unbelievable. Yep. And, of course, then, then there's the, the French variety, jean Flamet. Jean Flammé. Um, Which means orange flame.
0: Yes.
1: And this plant will produce fruit in seven weeks. So oh. it's a really, really early cropper. Okay, yep. And because of the colour, yeah. which is orange, yeah. it contains as much beta-carotene as a carrot.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, so Isn't that fantastic? incredible.
1: Absolutely that is fantastic. Incredible. So that's it. I'm not going to oh,
0: say more. Oh you anymore. God! I didn't think it was ever going to stop. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Keith. I am I'm, I'm very spoiled, as I said, because I'm luckily going to. I'm very thankfully going to uh, reap the benefits of your wonderful knowledge and your plants as well. So I can't wait to put them in. Thank you so much. Hope you've enjoyed that, listeners. I'm sure you have. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.